three, two, one. We're live. This is Retrace, segment number 63 for Sunday, November 27th, 2022 at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We're going to talk about reasons to learn AI. We're going to put it all in one place or the list is, as it stands today so that you have motivation or a reminder for when motivation is lacking. What's Retrace? Retrace is about what's going on out there. The short answer is computer control. Hence, we're talking about AI all the time these days. The long answer is nature, which is not effing around, artificial intelligence, which is new, natural intelligence, which is old, strategic intelligence, i.e. spy stuff, which is in between, and humanity, which is the best part. And retrace is for outsiders. But we came to the conclusion that outsiders are not players, and the computer control game is player-oriented, as games tend to be. So now we're learning to play. And what does it mean to learn to play? Well, maybe becoming autodidactic artificial intelligence engineers. Wouldn't that be cool? Why learn AI? Well, what do you mean by learn AI, autodidactic artificial intelligence engineers, maybe? Or maybe just learn it better than you know it now. But then something happens. Then you learn a little bit and find out AI is kind of hard. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's filled with all the hardness of all the other subjects. All the coolness of all the other subjects, too, I would say. But all the hardness. Not the hardest thing in the world, technically, like as a, as a knowledge base or, or, I don't know, discipline. But um, hence, you need motivation. What is motivation? What, well, look, nobody really knows. It's like energy and entropy. Nobody really knows what they're talking about. But it's just a way of thinking about the world. Like there's this thing that you have that's motivation, and sometimes you don't have it. And you need more of it to do hard things and less of it to do easy things. But it, it's all tautological. I swear we're going to discover when we really figure things out, if we survive long enough to figure out the universe in a technical way, we're going to find that a lot, of, a lot of these words were like talking in circles. Okay, well, we need some sort of understanding of motivation. The, the, I've got one that's as good as any other. It's from Ludwig von Mises' uh, Human Action. He's an economist. He says there are three things three prerequisites to humans doing anything. So if you're thinking about learning AI, there were prerequisites that led you to start taking steps or maybe you just saw the title of this video. I don't know. But even seeing the title of this video, there were prerequisites to you taking the steps to watch this video. What are those prerequisites? Well, number one, you need to have some sort of uneasiness. Yes. Yes, I can see it in you. You're not so easy. It's apparent to all of us, there needs to be some uneasiness about the present in you or any other human who's, who's going to take action or who has taken action and we're now reflecting on why they took action. That's the first part. There has to be some, um, some uneasiness about the present. The next thing that has to be there is an image of the future. You need to have some sort of picture in your mind that things could be different than this uneasy present. Do you have that? What's in your mind right now? And then the third thing you need is a belief or an expectation that action, your action, human action, has the power to yield from the present plus action that image of the future. You need those three things. Uneasiness plus an image of the future that's better, that's more desirable, plus the belief or the expectation that taking action is going to change the present into the future that you want instead of some other future that it would otherwise become. Do you have all that? Maybe, maybe not. If you're taking action, you do, according to Ludwig von Mises. Okay, so that's kind of a way of thinking about motivation. So if you run out of it, maybe you're missing the uneasy. It's like you just get too comfortable, you know, made too much money, found too much love, 
I don't know, you just you just started really getting into like basketball. I don't know, something has made you easy about the world, content. Maybe you don't have an image of the future. You're discontent, but you don't can't picture anything better. It's bleak. That's no good. And then maybe you have uneasiness and an image of the future, but you don't believe that there's anything you can do to get to that future. AI is relevant to that. Very relevant, in fact. Pretty much any good image of the future that's motivating enough to make you do really hard things is going to involve AI because all the low-hanging fruit has been picked. It's not really true, but, like, it's kind of true. There are so many people we've been around and productive for so long, not in geological or evolutionary time, but long in an engineering time. We've been around so long that all the easy stuff that started when humans had some free time because of farming has been done. And here you are trying to be useful, trying to have some impact on the world. And you find out you can't even, you're not even relevant until you've gone to school for 12 to 20 years. And if you want to do anything technical, you got to learn calculus and linear algebra and apply them to physics and computing and chemistry and biology and all this stuff before you can even be relevant. If you were a smart Greek in Athens back in its heyday, you did not need all of these things to be, you didn't need all, you didn't have all these prerequisites to being relevant or doing something interesting. It was still, they still, you know, there were prerequisites, but it's like, it's different now. Isn't it different now? It's different now. But AI, what about AI? Well, as they say, I think Russell and Norvig say, in AIMA 4E, there's, there are plenty of openings for Einstein's and Maxwell's and all you know, great minds to do great things in AI because it's such a new field. It's not like physics. It's not like philosophy. Forget about philosophy. Nothing new has happened in philosophy in at least 100 years and maybe 500. I mean, it really depends on how, maybe, maybe 2200, depending on, depending on how you look at it. Mathematics, there's always new stuff, but it's always less and less relevant to the general. Okay, enough. Let's say we all accept that AI is the belief. AI makes it possible to believe that the uneasiness that you have now. I'm getting way too abstract. I did not intend to be this abstract, but look what when you talk about motivation and changing the future and all this stuff. Okay, I'm done. Let's talk about uneasiness. You want to talk about some? I can make you uneasy. Oh, I got a list. I got a list of 17 things. That's what my list of 17 things is. Things that will make you uneasy or are already making you uneasy or should be making you uneasy that will hopefully combine with an image of the future and a belief that you can do something about it so that you'll get off your ass and learn some AI. No, no, no. I, yeah, you're not on your ass. You're busy. It's different. It's, 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 you're probably, it's probably got to compete with your existing life. I don't know. Some of you are probably on your ass, right? I mean, there's a lot of that out there. Doesn't matter. Either way. If you want to, either you, you're, you're on your ass or your ass is, is, is currently occupied with something other than sitting, being sat on. And either way, this list of things should make your ass uneasy in a way that leads you to think about the image of the future that you could bring about by learning some AI. Let's see. I got four categories. And I think these generally, most of these things apply to young people, old people, and anywhere in between. If you think you're young, let's see, 
do young people ever think they're young and, and are, they, are they wrong? I know that old people often think, people who think they're old are often not old by many, many other people's opinions. So it's like, I don't know, when you're young, you wish you were old. And when you're, as soon as you cross some point, it's probably in your 30s or 40s, you wish you were young again. The point is, these are relative terms. We're all young, okay? The oldest one of us can die at 120. Why am I talking about this? We're going to get to the reasons, I swear. You, If you die at the age of 120, I still think you're young. And I'm not saying that as some sort of bullshit. It's like, I really think we die way too early. There is so much we could do with life and with a, a, a human life with all of its, you know, historical, like, like single individual historical potential. To, to stop at 120 is early. I'm not saying live forever. Forever is a long time. I'm saying there's lots more we can do than 120. Although it might be that death is adaptive, that it, it, without the time that we die, you know, without dying somewhere between 40 and 120, um, we start to get weird. We're already weird, though, right? But it might be an evolutionary adaptation that makes us more likely to reproduce. But now we don't want to reproduce. We want to live. Okay, enough. The first category of things, reasons to be uneasy, that should get you and sort out your ass in a way that's compatible with learning some AI. The first category is life. The second category is biology. I separate the two. The twain, they are. The third category is Fear. Fear. They should all be fear. But the third category is fear. And the last category is a surprise. I'm not going to tell you what it is until we get to the end. Okay, under life, I got three things. These were the first three things that came to my mind. Like, it was, originally this was going to be three reasons to learn AI. And I was like, yeah, these, this, these are pretty good categories. These are really, and then just throughout the day, I couldn't help it. Like, the list got longer and none of them seemed to fall cleanly under these first three categories. So let's just talk about these categories. I'm calling these life, and I don't mean biological life. We're going to talk about biological reasons in a second. The, these three reasons are life in the, in the, in the reflective sense. Um, the practical, the proximal, and the principle. They all start with P. I did that on purpose, but it's still pretty cool. The practical, your livelihood, your wealth, and your potential destitution. Learn some AI so that you can make money. Okay. If you don't know that jobs are going the way of the dodo, well, what's wrong with you? Pay attention. Whereas AI jobs are going the opposite way and they are probably, the two jobs that are going to be the last to be replaced by robots are like um, haircut salon stylist person because that's like hard for machines and hard to do with machines. And then the other one is building and, and improving the machines themselves. Okay, so either you, you need to cut everybody's hair or you need to be building artificial intelligence. Pick one, okay? They're both cool. They're both perfectly legit in terms of livelihood in the future. And one does not require a lot of mathematics and coding that you might just refuse to, to learn, in which case, okay. But I would bet on, I would bet on the latter. I would bet on the latter. I, mean, I know that might be a controversial statement. So that's the practical reason. Your livelihood, your wealth, and the potential for being destitute in the future. The proximal reasons, reason number two. This is just my word for like, for what we, how we arrived conclusively at this, at this path um, in retrace. We, we started with the question, what's going on out there? And we 
you know, really looked at it and tried to tackle it directly and did the best we could. But at a certain point, it became clear. Two things became clear. One, that computer control was underlying everything relevant in current history. That's one. And number two, if we really wanted to work the hypotheses um, objectively and in, 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 a, in, a, in a concrete way that was going to be convincing to anyone, outside, you know, who, who, in, convincing in a way that squishy English is not, the, the only tractable way to do it is using computers and really using artificial intelligence uh, algorithms on computers or uh, including uh, artificial intelligence. There's just too much to look into, too much to examine, too much, too many patterns hidden in too much data, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's the proximal. Like you might have some reason, maybe your job, you know, they do something at your business or in, some, in your school and you notice the coolness of AI or the utility of AI or the threat of AI or whatever. So that's a proximal reason that pushes you there. It's not, it's not based on your livelihood, although you'll, I'm sure you're thinking in the back of your mind, hey, i got to make a living, and maybe you've heard that you're not going to be able to unless blah, blah, blah. Okay, so practical and proximal. The third one is principled. Maybe you believe in God. Good. I don't know. I can't. There's nothing I can tell you. Um, I, my particular, look, it's, I can't go into this, but it has to do with what, what, some people call entropy and and what we probably should be calling information or uncertainty because this guy Ben Naim in his book A Farewell to Entropy has um, sort of convinced me in, in even 20 pages that entropy is like not a thing. It's, it was like a mistake that we made intellectually, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but whatever. The, the non-technical way of thinking about it is the universe seems to be it seems to tend toward crap, except in places where the opposite trend, lo- local enclaves, is what um, uh, Norbert Wiener calls them in Human Use of Human Beings. He calls them local enclaves of, of you know, decreasing entropy. And because the theory is that the whole, you don't know what entropy is. The, so people say that entropy is the... Um, a, 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 the quanti- a, a quantity that measures the availability of energy to do mechanical work in a physical system. And forget it, it doesn't matter. The po- you need to just think of it is, as, do you like the part of the universe that is Earth, or do you like the part of the universe that's like um, plasma gases, like the, the, the horsehead um, nebula, nebulae? Um, or do you like stars? Like, like being near them. I don't mean looking at them twinkling in the sky. Like, do you want to go stand on one? Okay. Do you want to stand on the Earth, or do you want to stand out in 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 a plasma or on? I think a plasma would be considered a star would be considered mostly plasma. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm not a physicist or even a I'm not even a a lay physicist. I like Earth stuff. I like human stuff. I like biology stuff. I like buildings in cities. I like farmland when you fly over it and you can see how order has emerged to to tame nature for our purposes that makes life better than than you can't see the farms when you're standing next to them they just look like corn I mean it's you know the beautiful trees but you're looking at biology but when you fly over it you see that farming is engineering you're engineering the land to feed the population right I like all that I like all that I don't like I don't want to live in a plasma or anywhere that's dominated by plasmas Okay, that is worth fighting for. And the universe overall seems to be fighting against that. But we are a local enclave where that good stuff, farms and cities and humans and atmospheres and atmospheres, you know, it was just sort of lucky coincidence. (laughs) Okay, 
whatever your big principle thing worth fighting for in the world is, like, whatever that is, that's your principal reason. I don't know what yours is, but mine is anti-entropy or, or at least shaping the universe in a way that makes it impossible for it to become crap or impossible for our little local enclave to be cr- become crap anytime soon. Okay, those are the life reasons. I did not think that was going to be that hard to explain, but anyway. Okay, the, the other ones are easier. Way easier, way easier. Okay, uh, biology. So reasons four, five, six, and seven are biology. Number one, you might re- reverse aging. You might reverse aging. We've talked a little bit about that uh, on one of the news things that we did. Um, but there's all kinds of things to say about uh, technological efforts to reverse aging. And, and basically, it's going to come down to bioinformatics or genetic, you know, infor- uh, the, uh, making genetics and biology into information sciences, which means you're going to need really powerful, smart computers that can come up with approximate answers and improve them as opposed to coming up with precise answers. So that means you're going to need artificial intelligence. Okay. So you might reverse aging. If you can reverse aging, you get second chances at things. You ever have regrets? Come on, you have regrets. Everybody has regrets. You go back in, in biological time, and maybe you're kind of going to be able to have a second chance at, at, at those periods in your life that you thought you could never try again. Or, I mean, the thing I think of is going back to school. That's my big regret in life. Like, I didn't do what I wish I had done when it was my time to, to go to university you say university outside the united states college if you're if you're in the united states i went but i didn't take it seriously i was i was going to be a mu- musician you can see it worked out really well right uh, but i it was only later that i realized oh man like i could have so okay somebody reverses aging maybe i get to go back to school that's what i would love brings a smile to my face okay um reason number five uh you might repair injuries do you have a scar are you missing a limb did you go to war Well, artificial intelligence can help with everything that's complicated in biology. Genetics, you know, regrowing of tissue, um, new materials. That's a a lot of what AI, you know, a lot of an easy way to slot in what what does AI have to do with whenever someone asks you that about a particular domain. It's just say, uh, AI can find new materials. I mean, we've already talked about protein folding. AI, alpha fold has basically gotten to the 90% range of predicting protein folding from genetic from from dna or rna or whatever you know whatever it is um and that's going to lead to it's going to take some time but there's an explosion of of technology that's going to come out of that uh, that is coming out of that um so you might be able to regrow limbs or replace them with limbs that are even better than the ones you could regrow uh okay reason number six you might save your own life you don't know what's going to kill you you don't know when that's the deadline problem. Go back to retrace whatever. I don't remember which one it was. The deadline problem. We cover this. The problem with deadlines is that you can't know them in advance. And, but you have to budget according to the, the fact of them. And then there's sort of a chicken and egg problem there. Um, your work in artificial intelligence might make it possible to prolong your own. I mean, this is what happens when people get cancer, right? Like the first thing you want to do is, oh, man, I should really go be a cancer research you know i said research research scientist or doctor or something right i mean i've had that thought and i don't even have cancer i hope i mean we all have it in some you know but i mean like the kind that's really going to get you soon um but it doesn't have to be cancer heart disease or even just getting hit by a bus right what if we could cure getting hit by a bus it's not impossible reconstruction but we're going to need smart machines to help us we're too dumb doesn't matter how many of us there are we've already got plenty of people but we don't know how to efficiently effectively blah 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 get the smashed human 
scrape them off the bus and put them back together. I'm sorry, it's gruesome. I know some of you out there have had tragedies like that. I do not mean to make light of any of it at all. But all that is to say, let's change that. Let's use our, and, and, and artificial intelligence is a lot of complicated things. I'm not thinking magically about artificial intelligence. I'm not saying sprinkle some AI on it, although that's fun to do that, and I did that. There's a segment called Sprinkle Some AI. Um, it's very specific stuff, and it's only growing in, in scope and power. Um, let's, let's sprinkle some AI on getting hit by a bus or other things. And finally, in the, under the biology, we need to, we need, we're going to need it to stabilize our planet and repair the planet. The, the global warming and environmental, we're going to have to. I mean, we're, we're, you can't you know, continue to increase your impact on a closed system. On, a, on a, like, an, like a planet or a neighborhood without somehow compensating for the impact you're having or it's just going to change. And unless you're really lucky, the entropy is going to go up. Not that I'm really serious about entropy anymore because of Ben Naim. I've changed my mind about it temporarily at least. Um, the entropy is going to go up. The availability of, of heat to do mechanical work, which everybody likes in their neighborhood, is, is going to go down. Uh, <laughs> just stupid. You're going to ruin your neighborhood if you don't if you don't make as many improvements as you make impacts, let's say, we need to stabilize the planet. We need to, you know, we need to keep pushing forward with the things that, that motivate us, but we need to compensate for them by not destroying the earth. Okay? So that's the biology stuff. Reverse aging, repair injuries, save your own life and stabilize the planet. And then under the first category, life, we had, you know, your livelihood, whatever proximal reasons lead you to encounter AI, and then you know, the local enclave of order in a universe that's trying to become crap. We fight against that. Last thing. Okay, next category is fear. This is the one. This is, this is the... We got a few of these. FOMO. Fear of missing out. You're going to miss out. If you don't know about AI and you're not doing AI, I'm not saying, you, like, to learn AI, you have to be, you know, aspire to become an AI engineer, but you have to understand it. You can't just be this noun phrase that everyone else gets to shape in your mind because you don't know what it really is. If you've listened to any of our segments on AIMA4E, and really you should listen to the synopsis, the last one, that's probably the quickest way to get serious about your definition of AI. doesn't mean that that book is the only source of a definition of AI or that yours should match the book. It's just a starting point. It demystifies and de desquishifies the term AI in your mind. But if you don't if you don't have some sort of serious understanding of what AI is in principle and in practice, you're going to miss out on the future. The one that's, that's current history, the one that's happening now. The computer control is culminating in what we're focused on, which is the, the brains of the operation, which is artificial intelligence. That's what's happening now, and you're going to miss out. You're just going to be... Okay, so these other things that you should be afraid of are going to be part of your missing out. You're not going to miss out on everything. You're going to miss out on the good stuff. You're going to be fully included in all the bad stuff. Let's talk about that. Um, actually, before I talk about that, reason number nine is young people always use cutting-edge technology and old people don't. It's not quite true. I know lots of exceptions to that rule, but you're constantly getting older. Young people now are constantly becoming older, um, and you're going to miss out and not understand those people who are slowly taking over the world who are younger than you and who are going to largely determine not largely, but significantly determine your quality of life, they're going to be using this stuff the way that they use stuff that, that doesn't interest you, like, you know, whatever, whatever is not on a technical level. The younger people are going to, who was it? It was like, it was, um, for, not for me, um, Plank. 
Max Planck, the physicist, who he said something like, you know, new physics theories, no, no, new physics theories never get get accepted by physicists. The way that they become the norm, the, the, the way that the physical community adopts them is one eulogy at a time. Basically, the old physicists who believe one thing die, and the new ones grow up familiar with the idea, and they use it happily. Okay, that's what I'm talking about there. Young people always use cutting-edge technology, and technology does, doesn't just mean gadgets. It can mean theories and algorithms as well. Okay, so, fear of missing out. Um, adverse effects by young, savvy people using and under, or understanding AI, who have learned AI comfortably. Uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's just that you've got to know that there are so many different ways that AI can be terrible or how it makes your life plan or your expectations for the future uncertain or makes you just think maybe we shouldn't be doing it. We talked a lot about that on Retrace. Okay, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. FUD. Um, the next one is criminals are always using cutting-edge technology. Criminals are like young people. They are not afraid to go after it. I think they just, they're, they're less inhibited than than the rest of us because the, there's more pressure on them. Um, they have no safety net. They're doing something that's inherently risky, being criminals. It doesn't mean they're bad people. A lot of them are. But I'm going to talk about bad guys in a second. But criminals, are, criminals and bad guys are an overlapping Venn diagram, but they're not a, they're not a circle. Um, so criminals are always using cutting-edge technology, AI, so maybe you should know something about it because they're going to be using it on you. Okay, uh, reason number 12. The bad guys are learning it. And what are the bad guys going to do with it? They're going to be able to use it to prevent you from learning it. Now we're getting into the really dystopian stuff. Okay, if I'm a bad guy and I see AI and, and, it, and, I, and I can see that I can... And computing, computer control in general, and this is already happening. Like argue, arguably, this is the major phenomenon of modern China. Is that, that a, a very small group of bad guys um, cooperating with a much larger group of sort of... Uh, moral compass missing people um or 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 you know at least uh, delusional um are working together to make it impossible for the rest of the population to ever gain power for themselves i don't think that's an overstatement but you be the judge we did a whole series on china you be the judge uh but bad guys can use technology and, and and you can always say you can always say to yourself, oh, but humanity as a general, all, humanity in general always has, uh, you know, prevails. The good guys always prevail. That's not true. Okay, you only have to take a micro case to see. Bad guys kill good guys all the time. Bad guys kill groups of good guys all the time. The question is, how big is the group, and what do you care about? Do you care that somewhere on Earth there is a bad guy, or do you care that you? I'm sorry, uh, there is a good guy who has not been killed by a bad guy? Or do you care that most or all of the good guys on Earth aren't being caged, captured, or killed by the bad guys? I like the latter. I don't want to just say, I know they got those bad guys, man, they're really good. They killed like 99% of us, but uh, that one guy made it out. So, you know, good guys always win. No, 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 that's a loss. That's a big L, not a W. Um, so we need to learn what they're going to use against us and pew, pew, use it against them. Right. Uh, okay. If you're not so worried about yourself, maybe you're nimble or you're not tied down. Listen, your loved ones can be, and I'm, I sometimes think this is a definition of power. It's like your, your, your capacity to protect your loved ones 
and and to and to stop a bad guy from getting them if you don't have the power to do that and oftentimes it can feel like you have that power when you really don't and then you find out in some terrible way um but think of your loved ones think of them vis-a-vis the bad guys think of them being enslaved think of them being killed think of them being worse than those things i'm sure these things can be imagined by bad guys um Okay, that's reason number 13. Reason number 14, collapse into technical, technological tyranny. Uh, even if you don't consider someone a bad guy, if their sheer knowledge of a super tool like artificial intelligence makes it possible for them to call all the shots and you to just have to, to, to shoot them, right? That's what the other person does when someone calls the shots, the other person shoots them. I don't know, I got to learn basketball. Um, <laughs> is that basketball? Uh, then... No, call the shot. You don't know the shot. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the origin of that phrase. Um, that's that's a technological term. We don't want to all be ruled over by even a benevolent Silicon Valley. Okay? Benevolent dictators are still dictators. It's not natural for humans to, to, to lack fundamental freedoms. So, so reason number 14 is that you need to understand AI in order to resist the tendency of human civilization to collapse into technological tyranny. Or if there's that tendency, you need to resist it. Even if it's not a, to- a general tendency, even, even if it's a local and temporary one, you need to fight back. Reason number 15, uh, whatever, this is the way I wrote it, whatever we cause to happen, i.e. cause to happen by developing AI, we as a human species, whatever we cause to happen is probably going to happen to you in your lifetime or your loved ones. You're not going to understand what's happening to you what's being done to you unless you understand AI. That's already happening now. Even if you can't quite put your finger on what AI is or what it's doing, think of the influence of social media algorithms or search algorithms and, and, and um, profiling and uh, the way that all companies, all technology companies that are using artificial intelligence have to uh, pursue manipulating you and usually in the form of changing you in order for them to increase their profits. I'm not anti-profit. I'm a capitalist, but there, there are lots of, there are lots of nuances to be said about capitalism and especially when it encounters something like a superpower, uh, like artificial intelligence, but even setting aside the business angle, China is an example and other authoritarian countries that have used, um, Computer control, maybe hacking is not as obvious, or artificial intelligence isn't as obvious, but hacking has definitely been used to, it, it's, it's, it's been used against people, it's been used on people, it's been used in situations that they did, had no idea were going on. I mean, think of like, like Khashoggi and his, I think it was his wife or his girlfriend who, who, her phone was hacked. And that's how the Saudis got him. That's how they knew, that's how they, they put him in a position where, they chopped him into pieces and, and disappeared the body, okay? Um, you don't want to be, you don't want to be chopped into pieces, you, but you also don't want to have your mind screwed up by YouTube or Facebook or whatever content algorithm that's using reinforcement learning to do whatever to you in order to make you more predictable. Um, you don't want that to happen. Or you don't want it to be so easy that it's, it's like your whole life. Like even if it happens to you, you just, you just want it to result in a few Amazon purchases and, uh, purchases and nothing more. You don't want it to make you into a crazy conspiracy theorist or a permanently angry person or someone who goes out and shoots up a baseball field. 
uh, which is what one guy did. Um, I'm not saying that was based on artificial intelligence, but you, you, I'm just trying to make the point that it's going to have things happen to you, and this is going to happen to you, and you need to understand it. Artificial intelligence. Okay, those are the first 15 reasons. We talked about life. We talked about biology. We talked about fear. That was the end of the fear category. The last one is love. Sounds so mushy and sappy, but no, I'm not talking about mushy and sappy. That kind of love is great, but I'm talking about two situations. If you have ever been in love, and you know what I'm talking about, people, you want more of it. Full stop. There's no qualifier. There's no rider. There's nothing that goes with that. Artificial intelligence makes more of anything possible. More of the good, more of the bad. More life, more love, more time, but also more danger, more risk, more whatever. So you need, you know, who's going to use the machines for what is the question. But if you've ever been in love, and if you can, if you're not now, and you can think back to when you were, you want some more of that, right? I mean, what in the world is better than that? And that brings us to reason number 17. If you've never been in love. If you've never been in love, you want some. People who have been in love want more. People who have never been in love want perhaps more than anything. Take out the perhaps. People who have never been in love want more than anything. Some. Some of that feeling. Now, I'm sure we could find some asshole who is not interested. But surfaces can be deceiving. They might think that. And I'm sure there are a few psychos who have been wired the wrong way. That are Yeah, there are plenty of those. I'm not talking about those people. I don't even think those people are really what we should think of when we, when we talk about humans or humanity, even though they are human beings. They're the kind that we don't, this is, the, we just get rid of them. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not advocating any sort of killing. I'm just saying, like, can we, can we not have any more sociopaths and the, the kind of people who Salter writes about in her book, Predators? Let's just delete. Stop them from happening. And talk about the people who have been in love or who haven't yet. And the fact that they both want the same thing. I think that's, that's a pretty blanket statement that we can make. And AI can bring more of anything. Well, it can't bring more love, but it can bring the, the circumstances like finding someone compatible, making it possible to, to get to them if you can't, making it possible to stay with them if you get to them. AI makes possible more of almost anything and who knows maybe maybe ai itself will lead to entities that with 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 whom or with which we can fall in love there have been movies about that obviously um why not why not as long as the thing isn't scheming <laughs> which it undoubtedly is just Cut the wires so it can't be scheming with the outside world, although it can still be scheming with you. Man, forget all that crap I just said. Go back to the love part. I wanted to end on the love part. Because honestly, man, like, 
if there's one thing, I mean, you, you say one thing I want in life is it's not food, water, shelter, even though those are definitely things that you need. And necessity and desire are always interlinked, woven together like a fabric. And I can't claim that insight myself. I got it from Sawyer. He reminded me recently. I'll put it in the notes. You want love. You want love and success, right? You want to be valuable and you want to be in love. I don't know. Am I, am I saying something that, that doesn't apply to everyone? I mean, certainly in the West, it's true. So that's reason number 17. If you've never been in love, learn some AI. It'll do a lot to make it more likely. What kind of, what kind of claim is that? Can I, can I justify that? Yes, I can somehow. I don't know. Ask me later. Or, 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 or go, go do some AI and then see if you've found love after 10 years of doing it. And then, and then if you haven't come, come tell me and I'll, I'll, we'll talk. All the references from today's segment will be in the PDF notes, retrace.com, R-A-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. You can get to those by clicking in the podcast feed or clicking on the YouTube show notes or, you know, the little description, whatever. Uh, this has been segment number 63, same time tomorrow, 11 p.m., 8 p.m. Pacific. Oh, and I wanted to say one more thing. The thing I tried to say before the end of the five minutes yesterday, that um, all the aim of 4E stuff is at aima4e.retrace.com. I only said that like once in the whole series, but I want to make sure that people know that there's a separate domain for that, or subdomain, and it's really easy to get to. You get to the latest notes, you can get to old versions of the notes via notes.retrace.com, but all that's at retrace.com, but yeah, aima4e.retrace.com is where the, what we're calling it the, the, um, the companion to aima4e, but okay, that's it. Signing off. <laughs>